0: Welcome to our inf- episode two of Dracula. This is where we talk about the movies we like. We hope you liked the first episode. I posted on our Facebook page about getting some back uh, information and maybe, you know, some of your opinions and I got very little. I think Brendan Williams said something about living internally. That was about it.
1: Do we get
2: anything else? Anybody see uh, anything else? About three people said it's because they suck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upcoming uh, guest... Glenn Cochran of uh, Happy Movie Monday said it's the best love story of all time. That's true. I don't know I
0: agree that. with that.
1: I don't agree with that. Uh, probably not either. But <laughs> well, name a better one. Uh, Summer ever, School.
0: Do you, do you ever see that? Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a really bad one. Mark uh, Harmon
1: and his dog. It's a touching moment.
0: Do you ever see Ghost Dad? <laughs>
1: Wait, out of all the perp people you could bring
0: up lettered part six has
2: an emotional part to it
1: <laughs>
2: lettered part six
1: I never could watch that
2: movie because i can't find the first five
0: did you ever see mother jugs and
2: speed yes
0: yeah that's, that's a another good, good because
2: movie. i wanted to be an american citizen and if you haven't seen that film you're not allowed to be an american citizen should we bring up meteor man while we're at it you is know, he, he, in all fairness, Meteor Man uh, is, is not a great film, but it gave us a little bit of superheroes in a time when we didn't have any in the, um, I agree. In in the films. And, and I, got sucks, Seal, I got to see Cypress Hill
1: I got to see Cypress Hill act on screen.
0: It still kind of sucks, doesn't it? I mean, I, well, I
1: mean I mean,
2: it's supposed to be a family film, so they can't have him do stuff, and he's afraid of heights. I kind of appreciate they made a, fa- a, 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 a a a superhero who has a factual fear uh that he's afraid of heights right that's that's, i mean i I think that's an interesting thing it's not much in that film but it's uh it's cool
1: and welcome to our episode about dracula
2: yeah (laughs) where we talk
0: about robert townsend for an hour and a half
1: robert townsend i would watch him talk
0: about the best parts of hollywood shuffle Was that his first movie is it hollywood shuffle is that right that sounds Um,
1: right i thought look it up
0: yeah, it's Robert Townsend. Anyway, so, gentlemen, what are some of your favorite Dracula
1: films? Well, I didn't just do films.
0: What are, are some you of your favorite Draculas?
1: So, well, um, I'll just go first. So, uh, I will be the first. I told Joe prior to this, uh, just like what when when I mentioned in the first episode, I really have a hard time with Dracula just because he doesn't appeal to me nor does most vampire movies. Um, even the movie I liked as a kid, The Lost Boys. I know it's not Dracula, it's vampires, but even that doesn't hold up for me to this day. I can't, I watched I don't think
0: it. The Lost Boys is a very good movie. It's I got some cool visuals in it. It's got
1: some cool visuals, but yeah, it's not a good movie. Um, it did lead
2: to one of the best Simpson Halloween lines ever. If you tell me you're a vampire at the movies, you get a free small soda. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that line every time it's in that episode
1: but there is one movie from my childhood that featured Dracula that in my mind still holds up. Um, And it was my introduction into Dracula. Um, So he has a very uh, close uh, heart uh, place in my heart. And that's Duncan Rieger who played Dracula in the monster squad. I I liked his portrayal as Dracula. He was, he was, he, he did a really good evil turn um i'll I'll be you know you can watch it and you can be you can freely admit that he is going full-on camp in some of those scenes you know but his version of dracula his, his anger his desire to kill it's what appealed that's what appealed to me as a kid and honestly it's it's what made me like universal monsters was the monster squad it was my introduction so his, his, his interpretation of Dracula is actually more important to me than Bela Lugosi or, you know, the countless others who have played him. So, you know, Duncan Rieger, I'm sorry, it's Rieger. Uh, it, <laughs> I, uh, I had to listen to a French-Canadian <laughs> uh, inter, uh, interview to get that pronunciation correctly uh, because he is from Montreal. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Frank, Frank Decker right fred decker fred decker sorry fred deckers um monster squad dracula in that is pure joy for me and i actually still enjoy it to this day
0: i can i i mean it, i i have a fondness for it in my heart but i watched it a few years ago and it is nonsensical as hell
1: no it it's even, camp
0: no, I mean, it plot and just people, just Dracula just shows up. I mean, it just, I'll, I I want to interview Fred Decker and ask him where's 20 minutes of that movie at where they explain certain things, but it may never have been shot. I don't know. And then I went and wa- I watched uh, Night of the Creeps. is always my favorite Fred Decker film, and I rewatched that two weeks
1: ago. You know, you're lying. We've had to listen to you talk about RoboCop 3 over and over and over again. Night of the Creeps. No, I prefer his way,
0: work on. I re, prefer
2: his work on Enterprise.
0: Rework, rewatching Night of the Creeps. There's a bunch of plot holes in that one too that just jump nonsensically, but um, it may just be Fred decker
1: So there is a, you know, but he's get the Dracula in that
0: is not bad. I give you that, but it's the second best monster performance. The guy that plays the werewolf in that is fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and,
0: what's uh, his name? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm, he's a great character actor. I'm
1: blanking. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I'll look at it in a second. But uh, I will say this. He plays a vampire in Fright Night Part 2. And he plays the
0: genius living in the basement of Real Genius, which I watched three weeks ago, which actually I still thought was pretty funny. Well, kind of funny.
1: So um, according to to Fred Decker... Which kills me is I said the name wrong and it's right here in front of me. Um, the first draft of the screenplay was so huge that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by Zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming Dracula's castle. Yeah. Well, uh, now ideas. I want to see that. And who was the other writer? Shane Black. Shane
0: Black, because they were college friends. Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah, so it's that's just if I didn't ha- if I didn't have the Monster Squad as a kid, I would not have had the mummy, Frankenstein, the creature from the Black Lagoon, who's referred to as the Gill Man um, in that in that movie. So that's why – oh, crap, I just forgot his name. <laughs>
0: I think The Monster he, Squad Duncan is, one those, is one of those movies that could be remade.
1: Oh, by far.
0: I, yeah. There's movies that I think yeah, you should leave them alone or what's the point, but – Monster Squad is one of those. It's an idea that could be. I don't. Know, I maybe I need to. It's only about 120 minutes long. It's short. It's very
1: short. Which at the at the time when I when I when I saw it as a, an adult, I'm like, it is that short. It's an hour and 19 minutes.
0: Yeah, it is short, short, and it has um, a, a lengthy prologue, and it's still short.
1: John Grease is the one who played the Wolfman. You yeah, would also know Napoleon him from died. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Mm-hmm. He's uncle. All right, James, you're up next.
2: You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring one up that I think uh, a lot of people have actually said is better than the Bella Lugosi one. That's been starting to be debated. Is better than Bella Lugosi.
0: Was it uh, shot
2: at night while the Bella Lugosi one was being shot? That, I am talking about the vampire Dracula as played by. You're right, Carlos Valerius. Yeah, uh, and a little bit about that. I, I learned some more about how that was shot. I don't know. You may know this, Joe, mm-hmm. but the reason a lot of people hail it as being better than the english american version of dracula is because as joe alluded to it was shot at night that we used to not dub films we right. would just film two of them and so they were making the spanish dracula for the spanish market the exact same time they were making the american one in 1931 and it was actually thought to be lost in the, up until the 1970s i didn't know that i thought they always i didn't know about was. the lost part but i knew the rest of it um it was actually uh rediscovered in the late 70s and restored and it's now 2015 uh it was put in the library of congress as an important film but a lot the reason a lot of people say it's better than the american version and even there's those that debate that carlos valerius is actually better than bella lugosi which is is challenging um for most people i'll talk Um, about it when you're done yeah but the reason that a lot of people think it's better is it's longer and if you watch, there, there is, speaking of things feeling like they're met, left out or there's some mm-hmm. scenes that are shot, they would watch the dailies from the English version to see what they did, and then they improved on it. So they use different angles, they use different atmosphere, they do a yep. lot of different quote-unquote special effect work at the time that works better in the Spanish version. And if you have the Ultimate Collection, the Monster mm-hmm. Collection, the Classic it, it it, here. it is featured. And it, so... If you have that, or if you're interested in this, this isn't some obscure thing. You can buy this on DVD. It usually comes with the American version, yep. but a lot of people have recognized it as actually being superior to the Bella Lugosi. Uh, now, the actor was told to watch what Bella Lugosi did, and I believe the quote was, "Do it like that, but better."
0: <laughs>
2: so there's there is some. I mean. So in some ways, Carlos Valerius, as some people say that he actually does Dracula better, he's still doing it based on what he saw Bella Lugosi do in the dailies. But um, it has been considered really significant, and if you do watch it, there are some cooler shots in it than in the actual Bela It's Lugosi. a
0: better directed... Now, Todd Browning's masterpiece isn't Dracula, it's Freaks. Todd yeah, General, Kentucky Kentucky. Um, just throwing that out there, he directed Dracula, but... Todd Browning's Dracula is not as well directed, and I apologize for not knowing the Spanish version, the Mexican director that actually made it. It's actually,
2: he wasn't Spanish. He wasn't? George Melford. I did not know that. George Melford directed, he was actually born in New York, Mm -hmm. the son of German immigrants. Um, And so he actually got started um, directing romantic comedy or romantic films, things like that, to have and to hold the chic all of that would have been in the 19 teens and 1920s um he stayed with the same company and then universal pictures basically uh hired him to start directing their talkies in 1929 and that's when they asked him if he would do some spanish language films and he agreed to do four of them one of which was Dracula yeah. so yeah he uh it's fascinating. I didn't Batman know that
1: man has two hundred and thirty one film credits to his title. Yeah, I didn't which know which back then, you know, they were doing four movies at a time. So
0: Yeah. I didn't know he yeah, directed yeah. Uh, I didn't know who directed. I couldn't remember. But I, I will tell you that a lot of filmmakers, and I can't remember, I think Joe Dante the reason I know a lot of this is because I learned from other documentaries and people talking about filmmakers will say the movie is better made, but the thing that it's lacking is Bella Lugosi.
2: Yeah, I, well and I think that's one of the things again at the end of the cut,
0: day you remember Bella Lugosi if you watch those versions.
2: And you can't cut Bella Lugosi out because as I said, you know, Valerius was told watch what he does, yeah. and do it better.
0: Right. Right. That's interesting.
2: But yeah, yeah, so if you've never seen the Spanish version of Dracula, I do recommend it. As Joe said, it's, it is it is better
0: shot. It is a, it's a, it's a prettier movie, it's more elegant. I I completely agree.
2: Filmed on the same sets, filmed the exact same time at night, at night, at night. Yep, it may have worked to its advantage. I'm having a hard time
1: picking. Between does anybody it? think that the guy who played Dracula looks a lot like Christopher Lee? I'd have to look it up.
2: I uh, he, he he has a different look. You're right. Uh, the, real quick, Joe, before you go to yours, he does have a different look than Bella Lugosi. Like it's not like they went, oh, find us a Spanish Bella Lugosi. You're right. Actually, I looked at him earlier and I was like, ah, he looks. He could play Dracula, but I don't think he matches Lugosi. You're right. He's closer to a He's more he He
1: looks a really a lot like Christopher Lee. No.
0: I don't I'll have to no, look Did it. I'm sorry. De-der. I'm sorry. De-der. De-der. I thought one of you was about to say something. All right. So speaking of Christopher Lee, that lines me I, I'm having <laughs> He looks like he's on a comedy variety hour. Yeah. It like Christopher Lee, he looks like a combination of Don. Actually, he um, looks like Don Adams and Sid Caesar. Okay, no, okay. First
1: it's, off, that is not the pictures I was looking at. No, no. This You're is right. He me. looks like Don Adams. Don
0: Adams and Sid Caesar had a bastard child.
1: He missed it by that much. That much.
0: Right? And he's got the Sid Caesar kind of pointed features with the Don Adams face. And, and now they just. Here's him
2: the, doing more of the, This is him doing more of the Lugosi type. Look. That somebody farted. Yep. <laughs> hey that worked for supernatural for over 15 seasons now
0: oh jared paddle duck you fart smelling actor all right if you don't know what that is find me at a con when they when they start to happen again and see, I'll see the
1: shot i'm looking at looks like christopher lee's talking to john, old john Turturro, and to the rights the the guy from magnum pi <laughs> which one Magnum <laughs> Pi
0: or Higgins? No, not that. The Higgins, 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 Higgins. So,
2: Higgins?
0: Not speaking, Higgins. moving right along, I'm having a hard time picking my two favorites because I don't know that I watch ever watch either one of them for. Oh my God, this is one of my favorite movies because I'm with Chad. None of these Dracula films are one of my favorite movies, and that, by the way, includes Dracula. I appreciate all of them. I've enjoyed watching a lot of them. I don't know that I ever go. Oh my God, we got to watch this every Halloween. So, I was introduced to Hammer because my mom is different, and she watched all of them. <laughs> and she needed something to beat him with, so she always yeah, oh, getting racist. To <laughs> James
1: because took my joke.
0: She, went, grew up in Merritt Island, and across Merritt Island is Coco, Cocoa Beach, and Coco Village. There was the is ri-
1: full of vampires. Thanks
0: Jeff for that
2: story
0: <laughs> is the because they f-
2: came from space. They were space vampires, and they rode back on one of the shuttles. Neil Armstrong was half vampire on his mother's
1: side. Look it up. It's all there.
0: Uh, Colin Wilson told you that. Uh (laughs) Nobody's going to get that. Anyway.
1: Nope, but Cocoa Beach, full of vampires. Everybody knows. Stay away from Cocoa.
0: So Cocoa had a little movie house, and they, of course, that was when the time Hammer was killing everybody. And Hammer Films was a British company that made horror films ripping off Universal but they made their own brand and they had boobs in them well a lot of cleavage and blood and they were visceral films yeah. no
1: i'm sure there was quite a few idiots who were made those movies
0: so what were you saying james
1: no i was going to say they had the,
2: the i was going to say the two factors that they most had boobs before, and blood them. in
0: them and people loved And actually them. usually flock to them
2: usually more blood than <laughs> I mean, there was a now, lot of cleavage but now in all fairness uh the actresses they did have could vamp it up really well they could and 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 they lucked out because they
0: cast these two cats one was guy was named peter cushing and the other guy was who that's right sid caesar christopher lee Christopher for absolutely so if you don't
2: I'm know
0: vampire peter cushing are you've never seen a star wars now I'm having a hard time because two of my favorites, i want to lump them in together, is the first is Horror of Dracula, which actually, by the way, was called Dracula in every other place. So if you're Googling, Googling, Googling Horror of Dracula, sometimes it will just come up as Dracula, depending on what country it was released in. Horror of Dracula was Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing played Van, uh, Van Helsing. We have these memories of Christopher Lee playing Dracula, but he never spoke a word in the first Dracula. Really? No. Huh. Didn't want him to talk. He was more menacing. He hissed, but he didn't yep. talk. Huh? Never spoke a word. Twice. Just like my mother. He hissed at him. He ended up playing Dracula multiple times for Hammer until I think the last one is Dracula AD 1972 or whatever it's called. I think it's the last time he played him. However, that to me is one of my when i think of dracula i probably do think of bella lugosi but i knew somebody was going to either talk about it or we already know what it is i i think christopher lee is dracula i think of the blood eyes and the blood coming down his face and that famous shot like this and if you're not if you're
2: listening to me it's E. yeah that that cleared it up joe the e face yeah the e
1: E, that that cleared up everything for our auditory listeners
2: um (laughs) That's
0: what I think of when I think of Dracula to me. Braille. The issue is is that the second <laughs> the second favorite or the one I'll probably talk about is called Brides of Dracula, which is actually the one I enjoy the most. Problem is, do you have y'all ever seen it? It's referenced in John Carpenter's Vampires. The whole scene where he lights up and he puts the gun and then tries to burn it out, that's all from Peter Cushing and Brides of Dracula. Even Carpenter talks about how he stole half of that from Brides of Dracula. Here's the problem. Christopher Lee's not in it. You know who plays Dracula? Nobody.
1: Oh, one keys.
0: No one. This Damn. young guy's account who gets the curse and is kind of blown away because they couldn't get Christopher Lee to play Dracula in that one. Actually, want to know a fun story about why he played Dracula so many times? No. never come to him. Well, fuck you. I'm going to tell it anyway. And I edit the show, so. <laughs> For you people listening, I flipped them off.
1: So, yeah, no, 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 Joe. The auditory was enough to know that that was a flip off. <laughs> <laughs> now do it in braille. It was,
0: it was if there was a part. So they would tell Christopher, hey, we got this other movie coming. He's like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, you will. And then they would go hire a lot of people. And then he would feel bad because if he didn't do it, they wouldn't make the movie and all these people would be out of work. He said it happened to him. Three times, if not
2: more. Hmm. So that is, oh, so is there a, um, so when are you gonna tell the interesting story? Later.
1: <laughs> Why he's he's sitting in his own bed going, Screw James and Chad, this is the best story <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ow, I just hit myself in the face with the microphone. Or did oh. Joe
2: make you do that? Does Joe have mind powers? If I had mind powers,
0: believe me, this would be going differently.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I would hope you would be,
1: you know, doing something different. I
2: don't know. I got nothing.
1: <laughs> All right. So, man, I struggled with my second pick. I didn't know if I should go classic or go more modern. So, I'm assuming one of you is going to bring up the more classic version. So, I will go with Gary Oldman and Bram Stoker's Dracula it's not on my list. I didn't think it would be. I think the classic one will be, so I I left it to you all. Um I just Gary Oldman's portrayal specifically specifically the first half, the first well the first quarter of that movie where he's old and you know in the castle with with Keanu Reeves. I really like that portrayal. Um it's not the best Dracula movie by far. It has a lot of flaws in my opinion. Um I haven't but seen it I, in a long time. I watched it I watched it about 5 years ago. I sat down and watched it I'm like can it be as boring as I, as I thought it was when I was a kid and it's still boring? But Gary Oldman's really cool in it. And I think in terms of a, a portrayal of Dracula, he gets that darkness that that some Draculas people who play Dracula just don't get it. Just don't get um you know the scene where one of the things I found interesting was the scene where he is shaving Keanu Reeves and he takes the blade and licks it drunk off his ass. <laughs> I just found that interesting. That's probably why they, that, 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 that performance is so creepy when he just, he trembles as he licks the razor blade. It was, it was breathtaking. The other thing I didn't know, I didn't he know that
0: was he because an alcoholic? Or oh, like he was he an alcoholic. Drunk? Yeah.
1: I think Gary Oldman has a lot of issues in terms of alcoholism. Um, but, uh, when i was doing research on dracula this has nothing to do with who uh, Keith, uh gary oldman is dracula but i like to share it do you know who was actually originally considered for or one of the, the considerations for van helsing
0: nope
1: liam neeson not liam yeah liam neeson <laughs> and i was just shocked by that uh just him but uh, of course uh then they found out sir anthony hopkins was uh winning the role and they said well sorry liam <laughs> oh, yeah, you, Your success no, is about Hopkins, 10 years away. I mean, I enjoyed it at the time, but Mel
0: Brooks criticized it at the time, saying he didn't understand where Anthony Hopkins performed, got his performance or why he would have played him that way. And now, in retrospect, I agree with him. I mean, it's just completely over the top.
1: The movie's really, really uneven. It makes little
0: no sense.
1: It's very uneven. I mean, everybody – me. Yeah, probably. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just – uh, but, but Gary Oldman – I don't think Gary Oldman's actually done a bad movie that will like, no, he's made a lot of bad movies. Um, have you seen the one where he plays a short person, but no, um, Gary Oldman, but any movie Gary Oldman's in, he enhances the movie. I mean, it's just, that's how Gary Oldman is. He's a great actor. And his portrayal of Dracula I thought was right up there with some of the best. So that's my opinion. All right, James, what do you got?
0: it's every are, you, just is, go to, are you going uh, james james yeah
2: it's the castlevania theme
0: oh you can't talk about well, dracula without it sounds mentioning like castlevania. just your cell phone's going off
2: no that's the old 8-bit theme now that has the full all versions that's been done but actually if you're a castlevania fan as bad as 8-bit soundtracks are they actually managed to put a pretty good creepy vibe when you get to dracula's castle um, you can't talk about Dracula without bringing up Castlevania if you're t- doing this from a pop culture viewpoint and not just movies, because Castlevania now is its own TV series. Um, it's really the, good. It is. It's it's, it's it's better than it has any right to be. It's good, but even more so, it's better than it has any right to be because that should be a played out storyline. And I give credit to uh, I think Grant
1: Morris writes on that. And
0: yep, I don't and, know. It's fun. I don't. I never played the video game, so I have no clue.
1: I never played the video game either. So well, I didn't, I didn't play
2: else. a lot either because I wasn't. You know, a we didn't have a lot of video games. Um, I
0: mean, it didn't you didn't have play
2: television. That, you ever play that Mario? He jumps on mushrooms. That guy. had to
1: But <laughs> Castle- James James's version of Super Mario Brothers was his brother hitting him in the head with a pipe. <laughs> Castlevania. well they it ate mushrooms, like he
0: was giving him a mushroom kind of tattoo thing. But keep going. <laughs>
2: Castlevania has been a video game series forever, going back to the ni- early 1980s. Uh, well, during at least the uh, days of the um, Nintendo. So eight, I Nintendo guess, Castlevania, eight, yes, in the late 80s. Um, but I wanted it has been made on the following systems: not just Nintendo, Amiga, Android, Arcade, Commodore 64, DOS, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Microsoft Windows. Uh, I don't know what MSX2 is but they made a game system for that. So they made
1: it on DOS?
2: Yeah. C- I'd just DOS. give it the
1: I would just give it the boot.
2: Oh, uh, I see what you did there. PlayStation 2, Thank PlayStation, you. PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, Super NES, the PC, the Wii, the Wii U, the, uh, the Xbox 1, the Xbox 360 and the Xbox. Um, the game follows originally Simon Belmont but eventually expands to be the Belmont clan and they are historically vampire hunters. And of course, if you're a vampire hunter, who are you going to go after? Sir Rutherford. I'm from our last Ruth, Sir Ruthven from our last episode, but since nobody knows him, you're going to go after Dracula. Um, and so the games were stupidly popular continued to be, I said, I never played them a lot cause I didn't have access to them, but they have been you're around Talking and, about them today. Well, because they're important. You can't talk about Dracula in pop culture, and I I try to add something beyond movies because you all cover movies, but if we're going to say we're a pop culture podcast, we got to do better. And so I wanted to bring up video games, and I think that's one of the best video game examples is Castlevania. You can't, uh, because again, it's became TV, but even before that, it was in one of uh, Chad's favorite shows, Captain N and the Game Masters. (laughs) Simon Belmont was one of the characters that helped Captain N. I can't
1: see how you can love cops but can't appreciate Captain N and the Game Masters. Um, so you do have to get you do have to give a, a short nod at least to Graham McTavish for playing Dracula in the Castlevania series because he actually did a pretty good job.
2: Well, and I think the thing about that series is too is that Dracula is still somewhat sympathetic even though he's also terrifying. I mean, he's terrible. He's horrifying. But he still has his reasons for why he is like he is. Is the
0: second season up? I think I only watched yeah, the first. There's season. There's three seasons, isn't there? Three seasons. Three yeah. seasons are out. Man, yeah, I think I only watched the first. Is there only like five or six episodes, or what? It's it's
2: short. It's relatively short. Yeah, it's not. You're it's not a sixty season a sixty episode commitment.
1: No, um,
0: it, it, I was trying to remember how many it was. I, I enjoyed ten, it,
1: it. It's ten episodes.
0: Each season or all together? Yep.
1: But I, uh, each season. The,
2: the, the other part about it is is that this game was so popular, and again, it's, it's been present in pop culture, that it spawned spinoffs that most people don't really remember. They were big in Japan, but less so here, including Kid Dracula. Castlevania was so popular in Japan, they were like, we need a spinoff. What can we do? We don't want to make another Castlevania. We've already got one in development. We can't have two coming out at once. So they developed Kid Dracula, which is literally them parodying themselves. Uh, Real quick,
1: I want to correct myself because Joe was right because he's only watched the first season. The first season was only four episodes. Okay. Season season two was eight. Season three was ten.
0: I just thought it was short. I couldn't remember.
1: Go ahead, James.
2: Uh, And then there was even a a multiplayer fighting game, which was called Castlevania Judgment. Um, There's been arcade machines, but also there's been slot machines. You can actually go to Vegas and play Castlevania as a slot. So um, a slot, Joe
0: i got it i was actually just sitting here thinking about all the times it was attempted to be made into a movie uh yeah and that's anyway so i wanted to bring it up if you thomas about the- anderson was going to make it not paul not it's paul something ws anderson not paul thomas anderson i apologize for you people don't get too complicated out there paul ws anderson not the guy that gave you magnolia we're talking about the guy that gave you the remake of many things Oh, what the hell is the name of that
1: underworld uh,
0: what underworld no that's that's uh that's uh that's, that's lynn Lam, Lin, whatever his name is weissman uh no yeah, uh resident Lund. evil yeah he did uh he did resident evil one and then four five and six
2: but um i was
0: actually trying to think of the corman movie he remade it just my mind went blank
2: well um so it, wrapping up castlevania uh as i alluded to earlier it covers if you play the entire series i guess you're going to run into Simon Belmont, who was the first one. He's also in part two, which is called, you know, Simon's quest, which is obviously his quest. He comes back into Castlevania four. But the other thing about it is, as we talked about last episode, and if you haven't seen last episode, go back and watch it. Except for, the,
1: especially for the ending.
2: Uh, <laughs> he also in part two, he battled Carmilla, the female vampire yep. that predated. Um, and then there's all the other versions of the Belmont clan. The other people there's, Christopher Belmont, Soleil Belmont, Trevor Belmont, I think. Isn't Trevor the one that the show introduces?
0: I don't remember. I, I saw it a couple of years ago and I I don't I, I apologize, man. I just
2: don't No, remember. no, that's fine. Uh but it also plays around with, you know, there's also a character that comes back called Alucard. It has a Dracula named Lenore, again pulling from what we talked about last right. episode, classical examples. Um and so, again, I just if we're going to talk pop culture and talk Dracula, you've got to bring up Castlevania because, again, the Netflix series is a lot of fun. It's interesting. It's well done. Uh, it's entertaining, if nothing else. But just as a as a cultural force, uh, there were a lot of kids in the 80s that didn't read Dracula until they were older. But by the time they were seven or eight, they had played Castlevania. Castlevania, yeah.
1: Okay,
2: so, Castlevania, got to bring it up All for right. Dracula. All right, Joe, which one you got? Not to All be right. confused with your Sylvania. Totally
0: lost my list. I'm so sorry. Can somebody talk about something real quick?
1: Well, uh, you know, I'll talk about briefly. We, you know, we have to talk about, even though I don't know who Joe's, I'm assuming Joe's not going to bring this up, but the third one I was going to, the one I struggled with was the one that actually doesn't actually uh, feature Dracula because of legal issues. I'm talking about Count Olaf Nosferatu, Max Shrek. If you haven't seen Nosferatu, you need to check out Nosferatu. Um it's an it's an amazing silent film. It's one of my favorites. Um and Max Schreck as as Orlock. Sorry I said Olaf. It's Orlock. Um is uh, really, really creepy and just overly fantastic. And I didn't know that the film was destroyed. I didn't know actually, it was destroyed. Yeah the the uh, Bram Stoker's uh, widow had all the the film stock destroyed, and it was actually recovered um, several years later, and they were able to piece it together. So I'm kind of the one thing I wasn't able to look at is is the one that we know of today, actually the original cut. I don't know about
0: that. It's it's an interesting story because I, if you're going to watch that, what you need to do is a double feature of that and then Shadow of the Vampire. I was say I was yes. going to so we'll talk Shadow about of Shadow of the Vampire really quick because. It is true that no one knows what the hell happened to Max Shrek, and Max Shrek played Nosferatu. And you're right; they were ripping off Bram Stoker.
2: Yeah, and there's even a line. Were. There's a line in Shadow of the Vampire where um, uh, F.W. Renal is played by um, Steve William John Falk? Malkovich.
0: Oh, John Malkovich. John Malkovich. William DeFoe plays the vampire. Max. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry.
2: John Malkovich plays F.W. Now and he has a great line where he says, "We can't get the widow to even talk to us anymore. She won't give it to us." Right. And if you know that history, obviously they're talking about Stoker's widow.
0: They're talking about Stoker's widow, absolutely. So they just did it illegally.
1: Yeah, they They changed all the characters' names. It's Dracula. They just changed the names.
0: Now, what they got a little more accurate in Nosferatu is just he's not a good-looking guy. He doesn't well, not not he doesn't do the whole eye and kind of pull you in. And he's pretty much a monster though in Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: he's yeah. just this creepy rat-looking thing. It's 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 it, creepy as hell. And if and if, and if go ahead. No, I just couldn't imagine being in 1922 in probably Germany, uh, you know, in Germany and seeing that come on the screen because that could not have been something that they were used to seeing. I can only imagine how scary people, scared people actually were seeing Max Schreck as Count Orlock for the first time.
0: Yeah, there's two movies like that. Well, three. I always think that would probably have freaked you the hell out watching it for the first time. It would be that. The other one's a German film too, M. Mm-hmm. And the third one would be Psycho, yeah, of sitting in a theater in '59 or '60 and and watching it beginning to end and realizing that's we start because postmodern. Now, that's yeah, great. I know we're talking that's about where Dracula. post-modern but... starts, you know, and, and, and yeah, then and then you get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a few years later, and then all bets are off. But um, you really need to watch Shadow of the Vampire. And mm-hmm. you're right. if you're a fan of vampires, and I can't bring it up on, I can bring it up, but I can't be on the list because we're talking about Dracula's. one of my favorite vampire films is actually a television movie that ripped off Nosferatu as far as the way it looks, which is Toby Hooper's um, Salem's Lot, which is an adaptation of Stephen King's novel, the four hour oh. version, not the not the two hour version that they released overseas. There's two different versions of that movie. Do you guys know that? No. Nope. So, they huh. released a two hour version overseas in theaters, but here we got the three hour, what was over the miniseries.
1: So, what's your pick, Joe? Did you find it?
0: Yep. So, going back and forth, having a hard time. Like I said, none of these are necessarily my favorite movies, but if you're going to watch a movie that's, speaking of postmodern, that you're going to watch a movie that's different, that isn't going to show up on anybody's list except for mine. I discovered it when I was going through independent cinema phase in the 90s, like everybody, the body, every other person at my age who was between probably 14 and 30. Then you found it and loved the soundtrack and just fell in love with some of the people in it. Have either of you seen Naja? No. The I've ultimate, heard of it. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. The ultra hip post I own it. I uh, it's right over here if you want to borrow a postmodern vampire tale and I'm reading this directly from IMDB just because it's kind of hard to explain set in contemporary New York City members of a dysfunctional family of vampires are trying to come to terms with each other in the wake of their father's death. Guess who their father was. Meanwhile, they're being hunted by Dr. Van Helsing and his hapless nephew as in all good vampire forces lover pitted against force and destruction is shot in black and white it was an independent film made at that time and it has a great performance probably other than yuli's gold uh it's peter one of peter fonda's best performances he plays van helsing so it's directed by michael Amrida. he also wrote it
1: you said peter fonda plays van helsing yes that's his only role. That's his only
0: role in that movie.
1: So why does it say Dracula for uh, slash Van Helsing? Oh,
0: he plays him in the flashbacks. I'm so sorry, I completely Okay, forgot. but you can't really see because the flashbacks are real blurry when they go to them. It's a it's a kind of avant garde way it's shot, so you don't really see it. And he kind of lets you know that he's killed Dracula, and he's like, well, he was old, yada 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 by then.
1: I can't believe I've never heard of this movie.
0: I can't either, actually. I thought I talked about it from time to time. Naja is one of those films that's kind of forgotten through that independent wave of cinema that came through in the 90s. But I recommend it. It's got it's um, space, uh, space Hog. Space Hog's great songs in the credit over it. I can't remember the names. Of, uh, no. oh, wow. yeah, 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 that's over the credits. So check out Nadja. Dracula kind of is in it. It's not really about Dracula. I, mean, I know I'm cheating a little bit, but I wanted to bring up something that nobody else was going to talk about, and Nadja would be it, and it does deal with Dracula. Family issues, vampirism, black and white, New York movie, 90s independent cinema.
2: Basically, they're playing around with the same thing of Dracula's daughter, except giving it a great modern it's
0: just, polish.
2: It's much more, if these people aren't overly bright.
0: Right. Yeah. And Helson's probably not the brightest cookie or not the brightest light bulb, you know, these are, these are kind of normal people. They're not living in a castle somewhere off in Transylvania.
2: All right.
1: So, so now we're going to talk about the ones that we hate, right? Well, well can we,
2: go ahead. Can we throw in one more that we probably should mention?
1: Uh, yeah, I have big, one
2: uh, more too. Go for okay. it then. I'm going to bring it up because it's actually one of the, there's two I need to bring up actually. Um, I'll do one and then Joe can do one and I'll bounce back to me. Uh, I need to bring it up because it is probably the most popular of its time as far as one of the great vampire comic, Dracula comedies. Um, love at first bite. Yeah, I was going to, yeah. yeah you can, George Hamilton being the most suntanned human being on the planet to the point that most of you may remember him for advertising sun chips. Those would be the sunbaked snacks. They got him to everything. He was very, very tad. So the idea of him playing somebody that can't have exposure to sunlight on its face was funny. Um, but it is, it's basically about Dracula coming to New York to find love and being, obvi- excuse me, obviously pursued because he is, of course, Dracula. Um, but it was a quote-unquote romantic comedy. I, I don't, you know the year that came out, Joe, off the top of your head? It would have been 78 or 79. I was gonna say I think my parents saw it not long after they had they got married. Here's a great Sherman so. Hemsley. Uh, he's just 79. 79. Yeah. There it is.
1: Hold on, Joe. They saw it in the theater, right? Eh, eh, eh. Necking. That's what they were doing. They're necking. Now they were already married oh, by no. then, Chad. They're necking in the back of the theater.
2: Who was necking? That that actually would have been my a mom drive. and dad. My mom and dad. I doubt. No, sure, no, your no. mom and
1: dad were. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: But anyway, uh, so it was a vampire spoof. Count Dracula moves to New York to find his bride after being forced to move out of his Transylvania castle with the aid of his assistant, Renfield. It's very much of 79, too. Yeah, yeah. There's disco. He stumbles through typical New York City life uh, situations while pursuing Cindy Sondheim, but her boyfriend, Dr. Jeff Rosenberg, realizes she is under the influence of a vampire and tries his bumbling best to convince the police lieutenant ferguson of what is going on and to help him stop Dracula.
0: it's a fun movie it's very much of its time i prefer it, it over the other movie he did zorro the gay blade i know people prefer zorro the gay blade they go back and those are the two off the top of my head that i think of when i think of of uh mr hamilton those are the two but those are
1: the only two things he's really known for by the way because i never i was really kind of baffled oh, as dude, how, the godfather part three well, I know he's a godfather, but I was like, how did he become famous? He's one of those those people from the eighties. I'm like, how did he get famous? This book is famous for how he
0: just hung around people. I've never read it, but I know other people have read it and talk about how it's just he's just a hanger on.
1: I guess other than the 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 joke about the tan, I was like, How did he just he's the Kardashian of the 80s?
0: <laughs> so there's two movies I want to talk about real quick that I think are important. One of them is the is also from 79, it's Dracula that was directed by John Badham, that is really dead up to stage play, okay? It is dead up to stage play. In fact, when they were trying to sell at the Love Store, it was called a Love Store, it's made for television, but uh, it, it's got a great cast. It's a little weird that Frank is playing Dracula, but he's obviously, they're going for, this is a very good looking... Devin Ayer kind of guy, and Frank Langella can pull it off. I mean, he's not my type, but he looks good I could, in that.
1: I mean, honestly, in terms of when I was looking at the Draculas and I saw Frank Langella, I was like, I saw him as Dracula. I'm like, that makes perfect sense to me.
0: Does it? I, yeah. I don't know. It's better than Jack Palance. Jack Palance played him in Dan Curtis' Dracula. That's I the one say, that was
1: – I want to see the Jack Palance Dracula.
0: Yeah, there's an actual version of it uh, that Elvira did as hosting when she used to do hosting that you could use to buy on videotape. Anyway – the cool thing about this Dracula is that it has Laurence Olivier as Van Helsing. And I saw this when I was, I couldn't have seen it in 79, but I wouldn't remember. So I had to be on a rerun later on when they were re-showing it. And there's a scene where they, they descend. And I re-watched this, I think, two years ago when I was on paternity leave. And they're going down. I can't remember if it's Lucy's body or whomever because they have to go through the casket. It's like a cavern underneath. And when they get down there and she's all zombified and coming, it scared the shit out of me when I was little. And it scarred in my brain, which is probably one of numerous things that have made me the person I am today. And I actually looked at it and thought, you know, that's still, that looks, still, still looks pretty damn good. So even if you don't want to watch the whole movie, I really suggest about the 10 minutes right there in the middle of them going after. It was really well shot. That was probably John Badham the year beforehand did a little movie called Saturday Night Something or Another. Saturday Night Fever, as a joke. Nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta, directed Night Before. So he's hotter than a $2 pistol. And he decided to do a TV movie about Dracula. You guys find that funny? Oddly <laughs> enough, it was also written by W.D. Richter. W.D. Richter went on to write a little movie I love called Big Trouble in Little China. And he directed a movie you guys might know called "Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai.
2: No, I thought you were going to say "Adventures in Babysitting."
0: No, he directed "Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. I said, "Yeah." Speaking of of cult classics, oh, the other one. I, are you going to say Blackula?
1: No, go ahead. If you read it, Blackula. Blackula said, is important. I was going to bring up back. I was going to bring up. I, I was yeah. It's and not it's a bad sequel. movie, and it's sequel. Screen black so yes we should talk about blackula i was going to talk about black yeah so blackula
0: no. is culturally important that's the reason why i said i i, I have a hard time because some of these movies yeah. are culturally important and blackula to me is culturally important i agree and the reason being is because well uh, yeah yes is it exploitation? absolutely but i don't know that it's a horrible movie what who played blackula i had this pulled up earlier oh um oh crap I'm going to look it up now. Somebody talk. When when did you guys see it? So I saw it as a kid because my mom's weird.
1: I did not see it <laughs> till I was a, till I, till I was in my 20s and I saw it on like AMC William Marshall.
0: William Marshall gives a I'm not joking, a tour de force. If you ever get a chance to watch it, he is amazing as Blackula. And is direct, uh, directed by William Crane his eyebrows screw with me a little bit and I'm not crazy about the makeup, but he keeps that movie together from it going into complete idiocy.
1: And by the way, if you hey. don't know who William Marshall is, knowing our audience, mm-hmm. he was the king of cartoons in Pee Wee's Playhouse. No. You you know, know. He also
0: did a uh, voice for the real Ghostbusters. I didn't know that either. Um,
2: I knew he was by the, way, I love the fact. I love the fact that he is cursed. With the name blackula, yeah that that is actually a curse placed on him, he didn't get to choose his name <laughs> uh, which it, it's actually i mean it, it's black exploitation, it definitely is, but it actually tries to give he was he was an African statesman, yes, that was turned by Dracula himself, so right. this wasn't some he was randomly he was quote unquote chosen or cursed, or however by Dracula to take this role right and so there it, it, it's by exploitation, but at least it didn't be like, he was some random guy. No, he was a statesman. He was he was his own royalty.
0: Yeah. So
2: it's it culturally important. It's culturally important.
0: important. It really is. And, and it's not a bad movie. It is very much, I know I've said this a couple of times, it's very much of its time.
2: Do you think horror, speaking to that point, do you think horror becomes of its time because we get so inundated? Think, like, you get so used to it and you need something new for it to give you that same horror feeling?
0: Honestly, very few things to me age as well as horror. Comedy does not age as well as horror. There's a great Max Brooks, who's the son of Mel Brooks, who wrote World War Z, who said, "You you date uh, nerds date comedy and marry horror." I uh, I don't know why, but I yes I agree with you. But I some odd reason I don't. There are certain comedies that do. Um, I mean obviously if you're watching something by. Buster Keaton, when he was directing Mel Brooks, certain things hold up, but most comedy doesn't. I don't know. I, I think it's easier. I just think you can do any story. Somebody said this about the Western, but I think it's true of horror films. You can tell any story you want to in a horror film. Any story
2: you want to. I uh, So I'll, I'll have the final salvo, I guess, of movies. And I, I have a hard time saying this is a great Dracula movie. But again, I'm going to say it's, it's culturally significant. Um, and it it's somewhat painful to actually talk about it this way, but I think it's because of my kids. Um, the Hotel Transylvania movies, um, Adam Sandler. I never thought I'd say the Adam Sandler Dracula. However, my kids know Bella Lugosi because I've shown it to them. Yeah, and they know Adam Sandler. And if you say Dracula to them and ask you to and say describe what Dracula, you're going to get one or the other. And it may the the Bella Lugosi one may be the the da- one Daddy likes. <laughs> It will be maybe Bella Lugosi, but they, you know, they love the the Hotel Transylvania films. We right. own all three of them.
0: I get that. Uh, my kids saying Vampirina is maybe one of the cutest things ever.
2: And yeah, so I mean, I think that's one of the the not that that's
0: Hotel Transylvania. Just maybe think of it. I had no, to no, to it's Vampirina.
2: Yeah. Well, in Vampirina. I did, I, but, uh, speaking of Vampirina, uh, my my wife, my kids were at the very co when that was first premiering. They were a little bit interested and now they've outgrown it. But when it first premiered, Dana watched it and been like, Oh, you know, it's really a, a show that you, it's, it's quote unquote kid horror. I mean, she's a vampire, but you can apply it to anything. It's, Oh, this will be great for kids that, you know, are having to come out to their friends as whatever sexuality or whatever, because she's having to be who she is in a new place. Probably. I haven't watched enough of them
0: to know he, he, it's gonna be Mickey Road Racers, Mickey Mouse, or those Puppy Dog Pals, and I. Every time I listen, I go, "Harlan Williams, you just making some cash," thirty right. years later,
2: and he should. And uh, he but, but no, Hotel Transylvania. If you've never seen any of them, uh, Adam Sandler is the voice of Dracula, and his wife, the Countess, is killed, and that's the beginning of the first movie. And, and who's he, the voice of his father? Uh, oh, it's Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah um account uh his dad vlad right his dad is actually I probably somebody. i've only ever seen bits of grandpa pieces. vlad i'm pretty sure anyway but it actually starts on a somewhat tragic note the movie begins he flees with his daughter because the villagers burn down and he develops a hatred of humans so he creates a place for monsters to go and be themselves and it's basically adam sandler and his friends the same people that <laughs> are in a is, bunch of his movie it is like steve buscemi. david spade oh, steve buscemi yeah. All of that stuff. There's three movies out now. There may be four. Actually, there was a, there was space between the second one. I didn't know this, but evidently the, the director and Adam Sandler had a little bit of a falling out. Allegedly, I don't know. But that being said, are they the best Dracula stories you're ever going to see? No. Uh, if you've got kids around and you've got to watch something that has a few jokes, they'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it. I agree. Uh, those films are fun they're they're uh, and my kids love and i said so if you ask them about dracula your eyes are going to get bella lugosi or you're going to get adam sandler and i never thought those two would be there but i wanted to say i think hotel transylvania is culturally significant to a large age group
1: all right what are the worst ones guys all right i'm going to start off with i'm going to save my best for last but i we got to talk about how crappy dominic purcell was in Blade Trinity. It's awful. You know, you wait. It's Blade. Vampire Hunter. It's first a one, movie. The first one was, uh, it was good. No, second, the first one was... Second, it was entertaining. And it gave us a comic book movie that, that springboarded. You know, you've got to give it credit for what it is. splay uh, 2, amazing. And you're like, when are they going to do Dracula? And then 3 comes around. And Drac- he's finally fighting Dracula. And you get this... Cardboard representation literally, of Dracula. Literally,
2: it, it, it. They might have well just had him, you know, doing the old. Uh, it could have been the Count from Sesame Street. It would have been just blah blah. Yeah. One. Uh, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't even remember any of his lines.
1: And I don't he, either. I just remember like they showed. They yeah, he he had his barrel chest and his you know his side piece of armor to protect his heart. But that was. I mean, it was as underwhelming as you could get when you have blade fighting dracula
2: yeah your ultimate villain for your entire franchise because i mean if you go back blade and i think it gets that much more aggravating because my i I read them growing up my brother collected them and i read them um the tomb of dracula series where blade Mm -hmm. popped up i mean blade was pursuing dracula if you read those comics that movie is that much more just angry just oh you get mad because i mean Dracula versus Blade was this great i mean both of them were unstoppable the only difference was Dracula couldn't take the daylight other than that they were evenly matched and and so yeah i i just think the uh if you're a fan of the source material for Blade going back historically into the seventies and eighties, um, that movie is that much more aggravated.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's it didn't even I didn't even think the look said Dracula. I mean, just everything about Dom, and I like Dominic Purcell. He's you know he was in a lesser known TV show from the nineties called John Doe. He was great in that. He's great as a as a, one of the heroes in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, currently on the on the WB. I love Dominic Purcell, but his portrayal of Dracula is painful, plain and simple. Guys, what's, what's, what are your picks for Bad Draculas?
0: Mine's, my, I'm going to go up next because it has Rucker Hauer and it was directed by the great <laughs> Dario Argento. Rucker Hauer was the original pick for Anne Rice, always wanted Rucker Hauer to play. I forgot Tom Cruise's Lestat. <laughs> I forgot Lestat. his name
1: too. Lestat. In an interview,
0: interview with a vampire. She wanted him to play Lestat. It was always Rucker Howard. Rucker Hauer is a fantastic actor. But like John Candy, he was in more turkeys and stuff. Yeah. And by the way, I was watching Split Second the other day. I haven't got to finish watching. I only watched the first 10, 15 minutes of it and realized I had a toddler in the room. <laughs> so back to my story, Dracula 3D. <laughs> I don't know. Dario Argento is, is hit or miss. I know people love him. And the Giallo, Giallo, how do I say that? Giallo, Giallo, Giallo films. The basically a slasher, Italian slasher films. I definitely watched the the bird with the crystal plumage. Definitely watch *Desperia*. These are fantastic movies. Try to, whatever you do, skip Dracula 3d. It is awful. It is terrible. <laughs> it is not any good.
1: All right. So, so hold on in terms of Rucker Hauer, we gotta, we gotta have this conversation. Is Dracula, is he better as Dracula? He's in not Dracula. Dracula 30- he's
0: Van Helsing in it.
1: Oh, well, some
0: shit. asshole blonde plays <laughs> another asshole blonde plays Dracula. I mean, he's, I, I don't remember if he's blonde hair. But he plays Van Helsing.
1: Oh man, I was gonna. I thought I thought he played Dracula because I was gonna go. No. Well, okay. What is he? Is he better? Okay, fine. Is is he better as Van Helsing in Dracula 3D, or is he better as the vampire villain in Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
0: Oh, way better as the vampire villain in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> okay, because that's a scene stealing performance. My friend. It is. It is the only him, person. Him that and Paul in that movie, The only be- person who steals more scenes in that movie is Paul Rubens. So Paul, Paul Rubin walks away with that movie.
1: There's no argument.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not a good movie. No. However, as bad shit nuts as she may be online with her a lot of her viewpoints that are far right, Christy Swanson was an absolute treasure to me when I interviewed yeah. her. So I just want to say that out loud. She's really nice to me. She's a very nice person to me. <laughs> I've heard horror stories. I read them later. And I was like, I, don't, I
2: didn't meet that person. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: So,
2: right, so there
1: we go james what about you yeah
2: you know, i thinking about terrible dracula's uh and and not terrible vampires scenes of dracula's um i i have to bring up van helsing and i think the reason i, I almost I pulled it up, out is my number one favorite
0: just to piss everybody off and I was like, oh, i think the reason i have well.
2: to bring up van helsing is that could have been phenomenal and there's little parts of it well, he look used it. Brides
0: of Dracula in it, which are one of my favorite parts of Dracula. It's one of my favorite. I listed Brides of Dracula as one of my favorite Dracula movies, even though Dracula's not in it. It has so many different aspects that could have at least been fun. You didn't have to make a skip. It just could have been a fun romp, and it still failed. Oh, that
1: is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie.
0: Speaking of which, that's actually the worst. That's actually, you. you're talking about, all right. I've never seen Dominic Purcell in anything I like that I can think of, but as far as Dracula goes, he's bad, but I don't know that he's worse than the guy that plays him in Van Helsing.
1: Well, my entire thing about it He might me, not be. He The guy in Van Helsing does play it really over the top, and he's the villain in uh, James's other favorite movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, if I'm not mistaken. My is thing
0: he about, the in that? Is he the villain in that? And he's also the villain in uh, Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. But he's really good in Moulin Rouge. Yeah.
2: My entire... I I think just
0: a bad movie. I well, think I, the greatest actor to play him. To, he, nobody was better than Hugh Jackman to play Van Helsing.
2: No, and I think that's what makes me mad. And I think little things, like I don't like the makeup, per se. I don't like any of that stuff. But I think the way they characterized Frankenstein's monster is a pretty good characterization based on the book. It's yeah, so he many. whines a lot in the well, book. I read the book last year. and we did. He the, does. Did, he's, he's a big whiny bitch. He does because yeah, 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 yeah. He, he has daddy issues. He that's what the book's about. He was rejected by his creator, his father, and that's what the entire book is oh, about. Poor he wants... me.
0: I mean, it's yes. it's. I swear to God, it's almost like it's a Warren's, uh, Warren Warren Zevon song. Poor, poor, pitiful me.
2: Yeah. So I, I just. Um i just I, I don't have much more to say there's it's little parts movie. of of van helsing that i like but i'm I with can you re-watch it sometime i have it over here i probably I, should
0: put it in and see if i can at least enjoy the the i, the, I enjoy I, just I, the craziness of it i love the brides too i just oh,
2: Jesus. no no that's the, the, entire thing about it. the problem i have with van helsing and the reason that dracula is so much more for me is because that movie should have been awesome like it should have been it there's Van Helsing vampire. I mean, being the monster hunter and having to go after all these things, and the Brothers Grimm movie did that better than Van Helsing did. Yeah, that's and still not a great. We know what movie. a clusterfuck
1: that was. Oh yes, we that's talked about. A-
2: hey,
0: and if you're listening, if you've not listened to our interview with the great editor Patrick Lucier, he could tell you that that and cursed a dimension at the same time. Great story. Yeah, I, uh, I. I and it goes off the rails from the from the get go from the jump when he's when he he is going after uh um Hyde it's off the rails right i mean it it sucks
1: from the jump yeah yep his fight with Van, his fight with uh jekyll is
0: that's what I'm saying when he's going after Hyde, it sucks from the jump
1: yeah uh it's it's painful that whole movie is painful from beginning to end even when and you know you see Dracula and then that's what they did with Dracula. I mean, not Dracula, Frankenstein. And the and big I'm,
0: reveal when they're at the park. Oh, it just, it's just a bad movie. It's bad. It's, and it's not a bad, it's not a good movie. That's not, that's probably Stephen Sommers' worst movie, which is probably, I, And you know, and Stephen Sommers directed one of my favorite guilty pleasures. I, I love Deep Rising. I know it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it so much. And... I, it's not the mummy movies are much better than than van Helsing. Mm-hmm.
2: um so yeah that would be one i mean there's
0: and a couple i don't other. particularly care for the mummy movies and they're much better than
2: van Helsing. well the mummy movie, the, the problem with the if you're talking about the modern mummy movie not that's what the, i'm talking the, about The steven he directed series. the mummy and mummy Returns. yeah they're adventure movies they're not horror movies
0: yeah he directed gi joe first film too which i enjoy about 30 percent of but it's
2: well, don't worry. We'll see how this, uh, Storm Shadow movie or, uh, what, what, what who is it? It's, I it's snake eyes. Oh, snake eyes. Thank you. Storm Shadow. Who's, that's who he fights, That's right? the villain.
1: I don't know. I didn't get to watch
2: your GI Joe. In my house, it was communist propaganda or nothing. Uh,
1: all right. So comrade, we've, we've got Dominic Purcell, Dracula 3D, and Van Helsing. And Joe says Van Helsing. Is the worst Dracula of all time? It's one of the worst
0: performances of I've, Dracula. I don't a, understand I, it. I don't get where he was coming from. I don't I'm, know why Stephen Sommers directed him that. I don't know what. The, I'd love to have been on set for the conversation.
2: I have I've one got, that is worse, but I'll let Jack go. because I bet you, you
1: do not have the one that is at the worst. I bet. Neither one of if, you will be able to. If
2: you have to say what I'm thinking of, I'm going to be both shocked and terrified for both of them. I'm, I'm, doubt little, I'm
1: going to be shocked if I don't know it. Go ahead. All right. So there was a little movie in 1987. I think I it's 1987. 1987. Um, it's so the, uh, I am talking about Deformed Monsters, also known as The Creeps. Never seen it. It is a full moon entertainment movie. Um, That's the reason so, I never saw it. So let's Chad talk a
0: full moon expert.
1: Let's talk about this and uh, before I reveal the actor who played Dracula. So D4 Monsters is about this evil scientist who wants to bring about the famous monsters of history so he can rule them and take over. So he steals the original manuscripts of all four Uh, uh, stories, so Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, and the wolfman. And he uses the power from the transcripts to produce these monsters. But there's an accident midway through the experiment and they do not come out completely formed. They are actually a quarter of the size that they're supposed to be. So I would like to talk about Phil Fondacaro's Representation of Dracula. <laughs> Never seen it. Phil Fondacaro, uh, uh, you know he was a, he was one of the the the, the short uh, one of our our favorite short actors. He was in Ghoulies Two, Troll, Willow. He's the guy the with list, the beard. The, yeah, the guy. He was the short man with the beard. With the dark. Uh, but beard he and the cool voice. Yeah, and and the really cool voice, and he used that voice in Dracula. Now I'll be the first to admit that when you know you're looking at this short man playing Dracula. But he has the, they uh, Charlie, Charlie Band put these bright red contacts that cover his whole eye in the movie. But you know, <laughs> it's Phil Fondacaro trying to do a crappy Transylvania accent with the worst script you could ever imagine. <laughs> um, so, in terms of pure, in terms of of pure cheesiness. Uh, You could check out The Creeps, actually, if you have Tubi. Um, Tubi has a Full Moon Entertainment channel, and you can watch The Creeps. I don't recommend you do that. (laughs) But if you're curious, check it out to see these four short men playing the Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Wolfman, and Dracula, which, by the way, I want to state that the guy who played the Mummy looks pretty cool as the Mummy. But, uh, yeah, no, Phil Fondacaro as as dracula is in my opinion the worst dracula in cinematic history i
0: don't think there's on any dracula list i looked at even the comprehensive one and
1: that's why i was so proud of it when i looked up it and like oh, it's not on any list i've got this one (laughs) that wasn't what i was gonna go with i'm gonna do you one better
2: you cannot be phil fondacaro sir oh hold on bud uh (laughs) Now, if you were looking across the cosmos and let's say 1970s television series and you can't get the actual actor, but you're trying to pick one actor people may, re- may recognize to play Dracula, you can't get him, but you're going to get somebody that looks like him. Who would you pick to play Dracula from 1970s TV?
0: Uh, Darren McGavin. <laughs> but I think Darren Ed? McGavin can do anything.
2: <laughs> Chad, Anything? Uh, Patrick Duffy. Oh, once again, both of you wrong. You're going to get Mr. Cotter. (laughs) Gabe Kaplan played Dracula? No, you can't get him. So what (laughs) are you going to do? Well, this is the story of 1971's Dracula versus Frankenstein. Now, if you've never seen Dracula versus Frankenstein, don't. Seriously, (laughs) don't. It's (laughs) not even creeps. There is nothing visual to see in this film. That won't make you sad, because here's what happened. There was a the 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 director, screenwriter, everything wanted to make this movie. He wanted to make a monster movie. Well, it turns out the monster movie he was making didn't make any sense. So what did he do? I'll just throw Frankenstein in there and film new scenes. That didn't help. Well, I'll add in Dracula and I'll film some new scenes. I'll call it Dracula versus Frankenstein. It doesn't make any sense. The actor that actually plays, um, and you can find the trailer on YouTube for Dracula vs Frankenstein, nineteen seventy-one. Um, the actor that does play Dracula looks like uh, Mr. Cot- uh, Cotter from hey, Welcome Castle. Back. Cotter. This is before. This is before Welcome. Oh, I know. I just said. But if you look at him, it's like they tried to find somebody that looked like him.
0: Uh, because the fact that I could just roll Gabe Kaplan right off of my tongue <laughs> like that. I know that was
2: impressive. So here's the plot that doesn't make any sense. So even after he filmed all these new scenes and, and cobbled it together, uh, Dracula wants to bring back the Frankenstein monster back to life for no reason. There's never a reason given. He just wants to bring him back. They never actually fight. Um, and way, Frank uh, Frank wakes up uh, as as they get attacked, and Dracula is forced to kill him before he actually ever fully comes alive. And there's no attention to time. So Dracula's, uh, Dracula forgets that he's allergic to sun and dies. That's a movie. That's it. Um, a little bit about this film, though, I did want to bring up. you happened to
0: Christy once.
2: If you're a big fan of certain people, maybe you want to seek this out. Because now this is a 3.5 out of 10 rated movie. Uh, it is terrible. J. Carol Nash uh, played Dr. Frankenstein. Lon Chaney Jr., Archival footage played Groton. Um, the actor that actually played Count Dracula went by the name Zandor Vorkov. That was not his actual name. He has all of two credits, both of them from 1971. Is, is um, he Zandor Vorkov in both credits? Yes.
0: Um, I now know what I'm going to call the editor and producer of the show.
2: I want to say that uh, Graydon Clark is in it. Now, if you don't know Graydon Clark, if you're a Mystery Science Theater 3000 fan, Graydon Clark uh, went on to direct such notable films as Angels Revenge, Final Justice with uh, Joe Don Baker, Joysticks with Joe Don Baker, and a bunch of other movies. Basically, Graydon with Joe Clark- Don Baker? Uh, a couple of other ones had Joe Don. Graydon Clark is still alive. I'd love to have him on this show.
0: You should, um, you should reach out to him and say,
2: "Why weren't you on the Mitchell set?" I don't know. Uh, is the it full Mitchell story. Or is that
0: the other Joe Don Baker one? Mitchell? Yes,
2: yes. Um, but for, for Joe and Chad, you may find this interesting. Um, Forrest J. Ackerman plays Dr. Beaumont. Oh, okay. Uncle Forey's in it. Uncle Forey is in it, so it's got a little bit of street cred because of that, and because it has people that went on to try to do other things. Uh, the <laughs> other
1: movie that,
0: that that's real descriptive. No, well, but it I also to say stars Russ
1: Tamblin It stars Russ Tamblin, too, father of Amber Tamblin.
2: Amber Tamblin. Amber um, Tamblin. Uh John Bloom is in it as the monster. But the other movie that this guy stars in has even lower rating. Vorkov also starred in Brain of Blood, which was also released in 1971 and only has a 2.9 rating. Yeah. A... Um
1: James, uh, can I inter- can I interject here? Now, I don't know if you're gonna bring this up or not, but both of those movies uh, the, this movie that James is referring to is is directed by Al Adamson who is a notorious B movie director from the 70s um, there is a great documentary about him out I highly recommend checking out the Al Adamson documentary because uh, he is a very fascinating character who had a very weird demise
0: go ahead is the doc- what's the documentary on what's the name it's, of- it's it's on al adamson um I no, I mean what streaming platform do you Is it on like Netflix or I think it's
1: on Amazon. I'd have to check. Let me check.
0: Prom, Al, Al Adamson. And it's called Al Adamson?
1: No, uh let me look it up. It's 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 got a weird it's got a long title.
2: Um well and, and it also had a second director that was uncredited. So take that for what you will. Um, uh but the the other things about this. So this was the last film of J. Carroll Nash and he was so ill he could only read off of cue cards. Which if you see the film, he's reading cue cards.
1: Um, um, it's called Blood and Fe- Blood and Flesh: The Real Life and Ghastly Death of Al Adamsen. Uh,
2: this was also the final film of Lon Chaney Jr. Even though it used mainly stock footage, so well, they kind of say I thought the final film was Spider Baby. Um, it, it's mainly so this one uses stock. This was the last one released, I guess. Oh, huh. okay. Um,
0: and i may be wrong by that I you'd have to google that up but i would have
2: but uh interestingly enough if you're also a fan of weird bad movies uh other b movies frankenstein's monster is played by john bloom mm-hmm. john bloom kills a police officer played by albert cole why would that be interesting joe i don't know john bloom... john
0: bloom is uh Holy cow. Is, is that, uh, that, that, hold on. Just give me a second. Is that Joe Bob?
2: John Bloom and Albert Cole would go together to play the title creature in the incredible two headed transplant later that same year. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, well, then they, what's Joe Bob's real name. I think
0: it is something Bloom.
2: It may be. I, it could be. I just know that this is a guy that played in, in uh, um but yes yes anyway so there you go i just wanted to say but if you ever watched that chad uh not to knock your full moon because full moon didn't have a budget didn't have anything but if you watch that movie and you watch it and can tell me three redeeming things about it i'll buy
1: you a sandwich (laughs) Uh, if (laughs) it's al adamson there is no there is nothing redeeming about that
2: you win it is it is literally like you look at the guy that's supposed to be dracula and you're like a stiff wind will blow him over i can push him and he's not going to get back up there's no menacing there's nothing attractive about. he may be actually the most the closest thing to the way he's described in the book i didn't think about that i wouldn't i'm really now that the episode
0: is over i'm curious what kind of sandwich are you buying
2: um I, real quick, I, I know you said the episode is over. I know we. I don't think we're going to do another episode about vampire movies in general. Are there any non-Dracula movies that, uh, vampires that come off yes. the top of your head?
0: Yeah. Chad, I thought
2: we would end that way. Bad I name too.
0: I, I thoroughly enjoy Blade 2, even though it. I agree with Del Toro. He says now that it has some of the very best CGI and some of the very worst CGI of his career.
1: Oh, that fight is terrible.
0: So there's two. He says both and i was like well i could say that yeah, yeah so i love blade 2 i love salem's lot i um hmm. john carpenter's vampires is a john, lot of fun
1: yeah john carpenter's vampires
0: he made vampires fun well
2: and that's based on a novel by john stakeley called vampires except the s is a dollar sign, dollar a sign. and right, then right. you
1: also have to mention of course if you're talking about vampire movies that i love *Dust till dawn you can't you can't
0: I saw From Dusk Till Dawn when it opened up. I, uh, I'm i with Chad. It's two different movies in one, which was always makes it fascinating to me. Yes, There's, I'm missing – I'm sorry, James, you asked me this off the top of my head, and I'm sitting here thinking of vampire I, movies. I, I truly – You know, one uh, that's just fun. You know, one that's a lot of fun that still looks this is a Roman Polanski film is uh, The Fearless Vampire Killers is actually still quite funny. I watched it a couple of years ago with Christy. It's still quite – It's still. Oh it's still funny.
1: Or pardon I mean, me in his... my mouth. What? Huh? No, no, nothing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
2: This is one I caught on the sci-fi channel that I really fell in love with, and it was originally going to set up a sequel until the aforementioned hammer died away. Uh Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. Uh I enjoy the living daylights out of. It's, yeah, I, I mean, think
0: I think it's, it's boring now, but it's another one of those that could be remade.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a Sunday morning popping popcorn, mm. just watching it. I enjoy it. It the fact that it does star um Caroline Monroe doesn't hurt it any. I'm not going to No. Lie. Um,
1: she never hurt
2: nothing. No, no. Uh, but she. Um, but I actually like Horst Jansen, who plays Kronos, and Dr. Marcus, his assistant, uh, who was. Um, he's a hunchback in the film. He's, he's And it was an interesting twist that he's a good guy helping Kronos because he has all the, the skills and things to do that. I really. It, it's a fun movie um, that. It came out at the very end of hammer i guess hammer was on its last wind down when that came out but it's a lot of fun to watch um now of course you're going to see things coming but i think at the time it was it would have been a little bit more fresh but i really do uh so if you've never seen captain chronos the vampire hunter uh check it out it was um i think it was at 74 1974.
1: yeah Chad? I i'm 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 just taken back by james I can't believe he didn't say "Vampires Kiss."
2: They're not all winners, Chad. <laughs> uh,
0: I'll, I'll tell you, this one's not a movie, but it's a TV show, and it's also Del Toro, and I enjoyed it. Was the Strain? I, it's, it's, the first book, the first two books in the Strain are really good. He wrote it with another guy. The third book, not so much. The one that wraps it up. I felt like it wrapped up in the series slightly better. So I would recommend the strain series. If you ever get a chance to sit down, it's a good B it's I, I put it up there. It's probably not quite as entertaining as justified, but I always say justified is a great example of a good B entertaining show. You're not getting a, you know what I mean?
2: So uh, the Strain. Oh, uh,
0: I like and, the strain quite
2: a bit. And there's, there's another one that we have to mention because I will mention it both as a movie and now as a series, what we do in the shadows. If yeah, you're not yeah. watching What We Do yeah. in the Shadows, you're missing out on just some absolute... I need to watch the show. I, you're absolutely uh, right. That's a fantastic movie.
1: That is a fantastic movie. Um, I, You know, I really am shocked James didn't mention Vampire's Kiss because of Nicolas Cage. So that wasn't my, my recommendation. Uh, we need to talk about George Romero's Martin.
0: Yeah, it's probably the most realistic vampire movie ever made.
1: Yes. So um, if you haven't seen George Romero's Martin...
0: It's better that we don't
2: really say anything about it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to say anything about it. Watch it. Yeah. It is intriguing as hell.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen any of them, but I wanted to ask what you all thought about it. Uh, there's a couple more TV shows since you brought up TV shows I wanted to ask about. Nosferatu, how does the TV show hold up?
0: I've not seen it.
2: Oh, okay. Never mind.
0: I, I, I read the book, but he's not a vampire in the sense of it's a little weird. Well, no, I, it's not a uh, classical vampire a vampire that you would think of in the book. I haven't watched the series to be. I didn't even know it was getting a second season, so I'm trying to kind of confuse where they're going with that because I, I, I've read, like I said, I read. It's actually it's a really good book, so I re- highly recommend it. It's one of Joe Hill's best books,
2: and and also a TV series that became a movie, and probably the only soap opera that I've ever watched in any real form. You dark, shadows. dark shadows, Barnabas Collins, sympathetic vampire, cursed, etc. Uh, and I even said Darren McGavin. You want to
0: know a movie as far as something I can sit down and watch and and have a lot of childhood memories, and it puts a smile on my face, and and his performance is the <laughs> Night nice Stalker. It's my favorite thing by Dan Curtis. Dan Curtis also gave us the one I was talking about Jack Pounce earlier with Dracula. Mm -hmm. He also gave us terror, a trilogy of terror with a little Zuni doll and he gave us dark shadows. Dan Curtis was a mega producer in the sixties and seventies. And what I mean, I mean a mega TV producer. So I have to say that they, they did the night stalker and then they did a sequel to that, a TV movie called the night strangler. And then they made a series that only lasted one season. Called the Night Stalker, where we follow Darren McGavin around. But if you don't get, and they've tried to, re- and if if
2: you've never, if you've never seen the Night Stalker, you need to watch it because it is cited by um, Carter uh, as Chris being Carter. a big inspiration for the X Files. Yeah. And if you've yeah. never seen the X Files, because we're getting old,
0: uh, if you true. like
2: shows about <laughs> conspiracy theories and all of that stuff, um, you need to watch it as well.
0: Yeah, I, I highly recommend the Night Stalker. I, I actually kick myself that I don't own the special edition of it. It was like a few bucks and I, I don't I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I so, really like the Night Stalker. Yeah. Um and once again it's because the, and it has a bleak kind of ending. It doesn't really end well for Kolchak. His career is kind of I watch it. Watch hey, that's it.
2: why he ends up moving. I mean Yeah, the reason he
0: ends up moving. And then the series kind of blows all that all away.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the sequels, but. Um, I want to mention one more. Go ahead, Chad. Do you have, anything? no, I was just going
1: to, uh, the two quick, the last two quick, I'm going to mention, because like I said, I am not a big vampire fan, but these are, these, are, these are two of the other vampire movies that have a soft spot for me near dark, of course,
0: which I need to rewatch Chad. Cause I watched it as a young man
1: and did never cared for it. Never understood why people do. I uh, yeah, I agree with you. I watched it when I was younger and I thought it was boring. I didn't understand the point of it. I watched it in my, I watched it, uh, Several years ago, I still don't understand why it has such a cult following. It does; it is
0: a huge cult following, and it has the cast of aliens.
1: Yeah, but Lance Hendrickson and Bill Paxton make the movie for me. But again, I It's, it's, it's not. A, I don't think it's as a classic as everybody makes it out to be. And Innocent Blood—that's my life oh
0: shit, Chad. That yeah, that's one of my favorite vampire. And I don't think that's on DVD. It may be, but I don't off the top of my head.
2: I, I, I want to throw out this is I not a vampire show. This is not a vampire show. It just has a vampire in it, but it's a vampire that I appreciate ever so much. Creature. Cassidy is. Oh. That, that characterization of him as a vampire. I love every time he has a little umbrella. I mean, just. And when he feeds on the cows in the field, when he. That first episode that he appears in. What are you talking about? Preacher.
0: Preacher. Preacher. Yeah. 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 Preacher. I thought you Cassidy. said Preacher. Do you no, know, no. I haven't preacher. got to, I have yet to finish the last season of Preacher. the way, Joe, I you know.
1: can get Innocent Blood on Blu-ray through Warner Brothers Archive Collection.
2: <laughs> so I have to order it for them to special make it for me. Hey, and I feel there's one that I should mention, even though I don't know if I've seen more than half an episode, but I feel if we don't mention, we're going to get, uh, people will say something. True Blood. Should we mention True Blood? No. I, I haven't seen a lot of it i don't know
0: anything. christy liked it i never could get into it i've never watched vampire diaries i can't speak about it i've watched a few episodes of true blood i never i just couldn't get into it
2: no thank you from what i understand rogue is not a vampire but you can detect vampires i don't Suki. know what's going on is it sookie sulky yeah. sick no. it's, gonna help Sam it out. Out. it's
0: a very popular
2: charlene harris very book popular
0: series. book series and it was a very popular show and yeah. it gave us so
2: Deborah Wool. I knew we. Yeah, needed- she's she's
0: she's she is she she is a very she's actually a very good actress. She is Daredevil. One of the best parts about Daredevil. She is one of the best parts, and she was one of the best parts of Escape Room. She's in Escape Room, a movie mm-hmm. I reviewed for Scarefest. Fest. I, I, movie I ended up enjoying more than I ever thought I would. Don't get me wrong. Don't rush out and watch. I just thought it was going to be awful, and it turned turned out to be fairly decent. And By the, she's way- one of the best parts of it.
2: By the way, do you occasionally see commercials for vampire things and think, eh, maybe when I was younger I'd watch that? Because I'll be honest, I, maybe y'all have watched this and can correct me. I, I turned on Netflix a while back. It's been a, probably six months back, and they had the commercial for V Wars was what they were pushing at the time. I never saw it. And I couldn't care less. Oh, actually, there's another movie I, we should mention, because I remember enjoying it in the theater. What? Uh, what's the movie with uh, – it's William Defoe, and um, where everybody's a vampire – and they feed off and then they find
0: daybreakers it. directed by the spirit brothers from australia and next week's Thank episode. You. i'm sorry <laughs> no that's I, how I, is that a, for a next week episode we're going to have glenn s- cochran from chad happy movie monday australia was what i was going to say it's oh. going with australia the spirit brothers they're the ones doing um i can't remember if they're doing the sequel did they did I don't know if they actually did it the dark crystal. I didn't watch the dark crystal series so I, they were doing a sequel to something I can't remember what it was. But uh, I did I've, a movie I've, I really uh, liked. I can't think of the name of right now, which is pissing me off. It also has uh who's the lead actor in that? It's not Matthew Modine, it's the other guy.
1: Oh uh yeah, Daybreakers is a fun movie. I need to correct myself. I I keep saying happy it's good movie Monday.
0: Good movie Monday. Good movie I'm Monday. I'm making fun of him because he made some sort of moonshine joke, Chad was telling me about. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Does he have any? I mean, if he does,
0: he should split
1: it. I mean, yeah, tell me about it. it. Good Movie Monday. Good Movie Monday. Monday. Check out their podcast. I apologize. I kept saying that. Oh, they also
2: directed Winchester, which I enjoyed. They directed Winchester. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, there's not much, it's not much per se to it, but it was enjoyable.
0: Chad did not enjoy it. If for our audience listening, he stuck out his tongue.
2: I'm sorry. You just hate Helen Mirren. Why do you hate Helen Mirren? She's a national treasure.
1: I, I got nothing. I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't even make there a should, joke about that movie. Should have been
0: better. That, there know, was a hell of a, a lot, lot better. History. There should have been. There's. A, I mean, you have you have Helen Mirren, and I,
2: I think they tried to balance out. We want a little bit of the factual in there, and then, yeah. and you can't do both. No, you can't make house on haunted hill and then go and here's an actual house that we're good. No, you can't.
0: The last vampire movie I will tell you to check out if you ever get a chance to watch it. it does have speaking of house on haunted hill, Bruce Campbell, and it is called Sundown: A Vampire in Retreat. If you ever get a chance to watch it,
2: yeah,
0: they have wooden bullets. Yep. Not to be confused with
2: Billy the Kid versus Dracula.
0: No, I can't recommend yep. that, but I can recommend Sundown of Vampire. In- and
1: James messed it up. It's, uh, it's Billy the Kid ver- uh, meets Dracula's daughter. Oh,
0: Just saying. And then what out happens? Of me. What happens? And David Carradine plays Dracula in that, by the way. Yep. All right, then. So <laughs> I have a David Carradine story, but there's no point telling it here. Turns out he was drunk in Lexington. It's nice meeting you all. If you guys have anything else, <laughs> we'll see you again. It was good. Oh no, but...
1: James is right. It is Dracula. It is Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Damn it. Uh huh. Yeah. It's Jesse. Get J- more complicated. It's Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. I got those confused. Sorry. Hmm. I got my eye on you, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. A lot there got me right there.
0: So thank you so much for tuning in to our two parter on Dracula.
2: I'm sorry, everybody. No, no, I did. My problem was mo- more movies because Daybreakers popped into my head, and I'm like, "What the crap?" is that I forgot who was it. I, Yeah.
0: No, it's cool. So if you need anything else, let us know. <laughs> Just give us a call. We'll get- <laughs> Deliver groceries <laughs> for you. We're sorry been, for your loss. I've been thinking about delivering pizza. A friend of mine's son's doing it, making a lot of – liking a lot of cash here in the COVID world delivering those pizzas. So thank you so much. Tune and, in. So
1: and fine. tune in next week where we talk about the best farts in movie history. Yeah. Mel Brooks' is Saddles. Uh, Lazy Saddles. Saddles. We're going to talk it, about Lazy
0: Saddles for 25 minutes, and only five minutes of that will be about the fart scene. <laughs> Rather than sitting around eating beans, drinking coffee, what would you think? All right.
1: <laughs> Oh, no, major pain, too. The fart scene of major pain.